Welcome to the Connector Podcast, an ongoing conversation connecting fintechs, banks, and regulators worldwide. Join CEO and founder Cohen van der Hoydonk as you learn more about the latest available trends and solutions in the markets. Welcome to another podcast episode. Today, streaming from Swiss Wealth Tech Live. And I've got with me Roy Kirby, head of core product six financial information. Welcome. Who are you and what do you do? Hi there, and thanks for the invite to talk to you today. So, my name, as you said, is Roy Kirby. I work for Six Financial Information and I'm a, a product manager. I head our core products and I look after things like uh, price data for financial instruments. I look after reference data for financial instruments and corporate actions for financial instruments. So um, we run a global business here at Six. Uh, I'm here at the conference today to talk about what we've done with AI, mm-hmm. what we've learned so far. And can you tell us a little bit more about the Six Group as well? I can, yes. So the Six Group is, it's got four business lines. Um, It's probably most well known for running its exchange business. So we run here in Switzerland, the Swiss Stock Exchange. Mm -hmm. In Spain, we run the BME Exchange and we run a digital exchange as well. Uh, As well as the exchange group, we also have another group uh, which does security services So things like custodian services. Um, We also have a banking services team who Mm -hmm. do a lot in the payment space. Um, So we're well known in the payment space here in Switzerland and uh, across Europe. And I work in the financial information part of the business where it does what it says on the tin. We provide financial information globally, Mm -hmm. be that what I look after or things like ESG data as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If I may, what what do you see as being the biggest challenges today within your space? So I think the biggest challenges, and we were talking about it a bit earlier at the conference today, is um, particularly in wealth tech here, uh, you look at the the way that the wealth is shifting from older generations to younger generations. Mm -hmm. Those younger generations use very modern tools, very modern software tools, very modern processes and they want their investments and their wealth profile looked after by the banks that we serve um, to change uh, and to be updated so that they're really targeted at that newer, um, younger, uh, more tech savvy end user. So some of Mm -hmm. those things that used to be on paper (laughs) used to be quite hard to do should be uh, on a new technology on your device with quicker interaction. People want information more quickly, more readily available, same quality as we've always had, but mm-hmm. more readily available to answer more questions because they have a lot more questions than the previous generation had. And oil to the engine is data. Exactly. That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and in the data space itself, uh, you mentioned uh, sustainability. I mean, a lot of challenges today, not only in Europe, but the rest of the world. So how are you coping with these challenges? I was talking to one of your colleagues earlier, and I mentioned an analogies like uh, baking a bread. You're responsible to bake a bread, and uh, you know that uh, people that eat it can have allergies, but you don't necessarily know what is in the ingredients. So it's a very tough job. 
It is. And I think if you look at that, so sustainability, what are we doing? We're, we're obviously creating data products. So data mm-hmm. products around sustainability. So for example, we've just launched some new climate data that can be distributed to our end customers. So there's the data element of it, which is obviously important. But look, we also look internally at sustainability as well. Mm-hmm. So things like making sure we're a sustainable company in the way that we deal with employees, but also in the way that we do things like traveling for events. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So for example, this event here today, nobody has flown to this event from six, you know? So we we have the data, we're producing the data, but we're also trying to live this model internally as well because mm-hmm. – I think culturally there's a bit of a cultural shift that organizations need to have as well. So we're trying to embed that in a lot of our um, our staff. That's nice. You earlier also said the SIX has a different elements, different departments. Uh, one of them is uh, very well known as SIX Digital. And then the obvious word comes, it's blockchain. So is it literally using emerging technology or is there any other implica- or applications that are being used uh, within the SIX group? Or yeah. within your own domain, even? <laughs> yeah. So um, technology-wise, I, I was talking at the conference earlier, and I was talking about what we've done with AI, mm-hmm. so artificial intelligence, and particularly around what we've done with um, large language models. Interesting. And, and what we see there is large language models, and probably the most famous one that people will know is something called ChatGPT, mm-hmm. is how do you take that? And how do you get the efficiencies um, in your organization that a tool like that brings, but without making your data exposed globally to everybody? Because if you use ChatGPT on your Google search engine, you'll notice that the actually where the data's come from is hidden from you. And that's because a lot of people want to hide where their data comes from. We don't want to hide where our data comes from because we're a, a quality data source. But how can we internally in our own private cloud with our own private networks bolt on a tool like ChatGPT to expose our data in a nice, easy-to-use, friendly-to-use way that gives people efficiencies? So if I can, I, I showed a, a small demo earlier, which very simple, somebody looking for the five biggest gainers of a stock exchange mm-hmm. in the last five years. Now you can do that on what's called a market data terminal. You can do that. Somebody can do that. We timed our expert user of that terminal. He took about a minute to be able to do that, to find the top five, which, which is not bad by the which way, which is not bad by the way, which is quite good. We put chat, chat GPT onto the front of that interface. It took mm-hmm. 10 seconds to do exactly the same thing. So for a non-expert user, for a non-expert user, a saved 40 seconds. You you multiply that 40 seconds up by how many times you do that sort of query. Mm-hmm. And particularly here for the wealth industry, instead of focusing on those routine tasks that you need to do and taking 40 seconds or a minute, they take 10 seconds and then you can focus on what you should be doing. And what you should be doing is having that relationship with your end customer because that's where your value is. So it's how do you use those tools to make that sort of thing happen is what we're looking at at the moment. Mm-hmm. It is a market trend at the moment that uh, a lot of us do RPA. 
But it seems that now, indeed, with ChatGPT, um, the next level of RPAs are coming where AI is used to also do those little things as well. So it makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, what what we're not saying, what we're saying is still there is a human involved. The human makes the decision. The machine does not make the decision. The human makes the decision. What the machine can do is expose to you all of the information quickly and efficiently so you can make that decision. Mm-hmm. And we all know that in routine tasks, we sometimes skip a step. A machine doesn't skip a step. It always gives you all of the information that it can find. Um, you skip the step because you don't think it's important, but sometimes it is important. So it's always nice to have that on the screen in front of you. Yeah, I guess it's the whole discussion, like who is most right? Because yep. also humans make errors. But I think if you have a second pair of eyes, if I may say, it also sort of uh, allows the hallucination not to occur to the end client because at the end of the day, today the models still hallucinate, which is can be tricky anyway. Um, well, since we are in a, in a financial environment uh, and six being at the core of that, uh, many, many um, different ways, we cannot avoid to talk about regulation. So how, how does your team, how does the group actually navigate within this complex regulatory environment? Well, <clears throat> very interesting question. It actually links into the one you just asked me. Internally here at Six in Financial Information, we have a team that looks at regulatory documents. So they, they are subject matter experts. They've had mm-hmm. years and years in that world but they were getting overwhelmed with the amount of regulatory documents that are out there. So what they did was they built themselves a tool using AI to actually search through these documents for them, sweet flag things that they should look at. And they've used that internally now for about a year. And what we're doing in just 18 days time is releasing that as a product to sell to our customers So we're going to call it our reg risk tool, so regulatory risk tool. But it's basically an an AI-based document engine that allows you to, again, scan more regulation, focus your subject matter experts on the regulation that impacts you, take away some of the the grunt work, some of the boring work. Um, But yeah, we've used it internally as a tool and we're going to launch it externally now. Well, congratulations. It's really exciting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it thank is. you. Yep. Especially coming from a, a market infrastructure, um, saying that you are so quick with go to market, it's it's brilliant. And maybe that brings me to my last question. Um, I mean, you are a market, you are, you are a market infrastructure and FMI. What would you give as advice to a, a new entrance to the financial industry, a startup, if you want? Um. Yeah, good question. What what advice would I give? I I would I'd probably give the same to any any company. I would say know your strengths. What is it that you're really good at? Mm-hmm. What is it that you bring to um the financial markets if you're a fintech? But what is it you're really good at? And not is it just what you're really good at, but what is the end use case that you're solving for? Again, there's a there's a room full of about 100 people there at the Wealth Tech Conference. They're interested about solving problems and use cases. So how do you help with that? That's the most important piece of advice I could give. Thank you so much. Right, last question. Um, I'm sure people want to continue this conversation. 
How do they come to you? How do they come to your team? So probably the easiest way is I think most people use LinkedIn. So con contact us over LinkedIn. My name's Roy Kirby. So search for Roy Kirby and Six or Six Group. Ping us on LinkedIn. We're always interested to meet new interesting people. Thank you so much. And thank you also to the audience for staying tuned. And uh, we're going to get more live from this event. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Connector Podcast. To connect and keep up to date with all the latest, head over to www.jointheconnector.com or hit subscribe via your podcast streaming platform.